Welcome to another episode of Baggers Chat. Of course, we've got to mention it straight up, boys. As we air, as we film right now, um, of course, when this goes out, we'll know the result. Um, the they're still the appeals board is still deliberating on the Cripper decision, so that will probably we'll probably find a result out whilst filming. I would imagine it's been a good forty minutes now, so we'll see what happens there. But of course, we are here to preview the Melbourne Clash. With all our Cripper this Saturday at 7:25 p.m. with an AFLW uh, curtain raiser, we're allowed to call it that. Um, so get down there early, boys. How are we feeling, Daff? Uh, it's a bit of a weird feeling right now. Um, like Pato said before we filmed, it's kind of taken the air out of me the last couple of weeks. Just you know, it was such a it was blue skies and um, the 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 trip. You know, the long journey was getting to the finals and almost there, and then we just there was a bit of a roadworks um, on the on the on the on the freeway to the finals. So um, now, nah, but this week it's a big game, another week for two teams that actually need to win, and I think that can be a positive as well because um, you know both teams might want to play or probably want to play attacking footy. Um, I imagine Melbourne would want to play attacking fast footy. Obviously, they dropped a game last week to the Pies, which they probably should have won considering the position they were in and um they've got another I'd, I'd say it's a test for them this week it's not a, not a pushover if we if we get going but jesus christ it's gonna be it's got to be a big response this week absolutely Pato, how you feeling mate yeah i'm i don't know i'm in between because uh i know that we were speaking before and it, like i know that we are definitely capable to beat this side but it's also if we actually show up because i know i was confident last week because i'm like well, surely they'll have the mindset to play on the edge. Like, surely they actually know that they have to have a crack to get over the Lions. And also, finals is on the line. If you win, you lock yourself in. Um, but we didn't say that last week. So that's why I just feel like this week, we just have to just come straight out of the box. Just go straight away. Um, have to be hard at the ball. Have to take our chances early. Um, I know that last week, Zach Fisher missed that goal early. He needs to kick that if he gets another opportunity or another player gets an opportunity. Need to take it early because, um, especially Melbourne at the G, um, probably in front of maybe 19 or 20,000 supporters, are uh, from the uh, Melbourne Football Club. Not too many, <laughs> um, not too many at all. So, most likely, there will be like oh, 85,000 no. and, and 75% will be Carlton. But, um, yeah, I just think we have to take our chances early because obviously, Melbourne are a very, very, very capable side. He's gone early calling out the uh, Melbourne supporter <laughs> base this week. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Uh, well, you're not wrong. Uh, they did win a premiership, so it bumped up a little bit, but um, you're not wrong. <laughs> All right, so um, we'll talk a little bit about the Cripper decision. Obviously, we haven't seen the result, but we'll talk. We'll actually we'll go into a little bit about the the sort of how it actually all happened, how it's unfolding. I'm sure you boys have been following it uh, closely. I did read the 2022 tribunals, um, big like 30 page document, whatever it is. I read most of that to get my head around it. So obviously, we went. Uh, to the tribunal, and then we, of course, lost. It was upheld. And then we've, um, i trying to remember it all now, we uh, forked up the 5K to go to the appeals board out of the soft cap, which um, we will get that money back if Cripper is successful. If it's not, it's 5K out of the soft cap. I mean, it's, it's really it's not po- it's, pocket, it's pocket money for sayers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's good. It is good to see him fighting so hard. There's no, nothing to lose. He can't get three weeks. He can't get four weeks. Um, 
and just like the, on the other side, he can't get one way. He gets off or he keeps the two weeks. Um, but yeah, I do like the argument of, from uh, Townsend, I believe, representing Cripper. Cripper's not there, but um, the, the representation is basically saying um, there's a few different things, but we're saying basically he didn't bump. They're saying they, they didn't fully say that he did bump, so um, they're arguing that no direction was given to the jury, as is required by the chairman, who's in charge of the whole uh, appeals board, obviously. Um, but they're also saying we're saying you can't can't do two acts at once, so you can't bump and go for the ball, whereas they're saying you can bump and still go for the ball at the same time. So they're arguing that the bump was there. We're saying the bump wasn't there. Um, so, yeah, we'll see sort of how that unfolds. But anyway, on the D's game, what is your favourite uh, D's memory, Ethan? Of course, your dad is a D's supporter, so I'm sure you've been to pretty much all the clashes, mate. But um, what's your favourite? Yeah, so it's actually the yeah the Daffy Cup. Um, every year we, uh, we get down, I think we'll... It, probably every year of my life. We've been going even when we uh, got pumped by 150 that year in 2018. We were, we were there, unfortunately. But um, <laughs> um, obviously, the way I look at Melbourne is similar to us and how they've progressed as, as a list, like the build they've had. You know, um, obviously, we've got the spine and, you know, Weedering, you know, Cripps, Walsh, and then obviously Charlie and Harry up forward. And they've had similar, probably apart from their forward line, which has been a bit mix and match, but they've worked it out well with, you know, Fritch and Brown and the likes. But um, yeah, just oh, favorite moment. There's probably, there's probably more early memories. Um, but oh, I think there was one, what I mean, 2015 or 16, I think Big Cruise did a, Big cruise on the on the on the run. Um, we were terrible, and I think Melbourne were you know they were kind of you know, borderline finals. Might have been like tenth or eleventh, and they had to win to keep their finals hopes alive. And um, and I think we're up like fifty to sixty to like ten or something. It was weird. And big cruise, big cruise ran past Gorney and just slotted one for about fifty. You know the roar of the G uh, went off because we were finally playing good footy. But yeah, that's probably. One of the best moments. Yeah, um, Pato and I jumped on the Zoom call sort of first and uh, helped him get to that conclusion that that was his favourite memory. Um, Pato, what's your memory of that game though, mate? Um, I just think that was also a little bit of a... Um, it was a good game from Cripper. I don't I don't know if that was Cripper's injury. Was that Cripper's injury? No. Yeah, uh, it was, wasn't no, it? Late year after, year after where yeah. Jay... Um, was that the one? Yeah, Jane maybe. Or something, and then Coops went to smother and it kicked him and he was out what? for the year. That one, that one. Yeah. It, yeah, it was either that one, yeah. But, um, yeah, so Sid Staffy has said the group because I think that's probably the only current memory that we really know um, that really comes to mind. Like, there might be a few others, but um, I'm going to practice game this year, boys. I'm getting hurt. I'm just <laughs> like, mate, we are still saying that right now. We are we beat Melbourne. We are one and zero against Melbourne. So this year, if we do the exact same thing, of course, without Cripper, of course, without Hewitt. Of course, without Kennedy. All these guys. But we got guys like uh, William Stocker playing the midfield that we will uh, touch on a little bit later, of course. But um, I think just the like that was the first time that we saw really um on on the TV in front. Well, not really a big stage, but the, on on like a telecast. Um, seeing Carlton play their new style and of course playing as uh, the past premiers, um, playing pretty well as well. Like they had had a lot of their great players playing um and we absolutely spanked them so i uh, have to uh have to be excited about that so hopefully we can do some sort of the same stuff uh, on saturday night yeah i'm not sure i think that might be a bloodbath baggers chat first daff we've got um we've actually got someone that's picked a practice game as their favorite oh, memory yeah. i like it i like it a lot 
Um, well, yeah, as uh, Pato mentioned, the last time we versed him, 98-93, started this year. And whoa, it was just a shock. Although it was a practice game, it was a pretty, it was a shock of, I don't know if shock's the right word, but we were a little bit in disbelief just how well we came out. Um, time before that, 94-68. Time before that, one point loss. So, oh, that was too bad. Not too bad. Um, but yeah, so my favourite would have to be yeah, 2015-16, whenever it was. Um, we will get stuck into teams now. Um, as we record, we just released them in the last few hours. So Dirds does come into the 22. Uh, Martin remains, so he's all good. So you'd say that the sub would have been pretty I guess, a tactical sort of one last week. Um, Stock in as well, I think as Paddy just said. Uh, Pitto in as well. Uh, Dow out. I think Bossy might have watched a bit of Baggers chat. Um, and yeah, Dow has been dropped. Uh, TDK out as well. Um, it is classed as omitted, I believe. So I'll put that to you. And um, setters out as well. Bearing in mind, one of them will come in for Crips if he doesn't get off. We'll already know that by tomorrow. But um, yeah, what are your thoughts on the changes, Paddock? Yeah, I don't mind a few of them. I, I, I think probably out of all of them, I really like Stocker coming in because um, I expect um, he to be that midfielder. Um, I don't want him to play halfback I want maybe like a noons if he if, I mean if he is I mean he's listed on the wing but um I wouldn't mind if he if he does go back in stock it gets that midfield um role so I wouldn't mind if he plays in the middle but um yeah I'm not I'm not a huge fan of TDK being omitted um in my opinion um because we I mean we saw it at, at the start of the year we saw how great um Pittnet and TDK were um as a duo and once again you probably have Pittnet coming back looking also about who they have, Corn and Luke Jackson, arguably the best duo in the AFL right now. Um, and when you think about it, you've got Pittnet and Silvani going up against Gorn and Jackson. Um, that is very, very scary to think about. So I'm not a huge fan of that, but everything else, I think it's pretty um I think it's pretty understandable that downsetters have been omitted. Absolutely, mate. And just um on Kripa, so obviously if he doesn't uh, get up, uh, who do you say setters coming straight back in? Yeah, I think Setters will come in. I don't see Tao coming straight back in. Um, he was just atrocious, wasn't he? Um, so I think Setterfield will probably come back in, especially since they're probably the same sort of player. Yeah, absolutely. They had the potential to be. I think as we look back a couple of years ago, 2020 was it, when Setters was um, playing a similar sort of role. Like he, that inside-outside sort of ability, he's actually sort of big, big sort of a you know, relatively big body. And um, yeah, I think you can definitely... Definitely do better than Dow, don't I? Um, East, what are your thoughts on the changes, mate? And just on Cripper, obviously, who comes in if he doesn't get up? Yeah, so, yeah, for me, I think if Cripper doesn't get up, uh, well, doesn't, you know, uh, his, his things doesn't change, his report doesn't change, I think Setters comes in, like um, Pato said, I think it's just a... I, I like Setters in the middle. Uh, there's something about him. I think he's, he's probably... Well, right now we're a bit light for bigger bodies and he's probably a bigger body. So compared to a, to a Dow and especially against Melbourne who are a kind of fast and tough midfield, um, it'd be good to have him in there. But for the for the changes, obviously I like Durden in the side. I thought when he came on the ground um, against the Lions, he was good. Um, obviously got nominated for goal of the year, which was, which was fantastic. Um, Stocker in, uh, I like it depending on where he's playing, obviously. Uh, I think, well, obviously, we'll back him in if he's down back. But if he's in the middle, I'll, um, it's definitely a good change. Um, and obviously, they would have talked about it over the last couple of weeks, knowing that we uh, would have Kennedy and, and Hewitt out of the side. And now with Kripa, it's, it's getting a bit light, isn't it? But um, Dow, TDK and Set has dropped. Um, I'm a bit 50-50 on TDK. Um, 
I just don't think I thought he was pretty bad against the Crows, and I thought he was pretty bad against the Lions. So um, I think Pitto's a better matchup for Gorn in in terms of size. I think he can push him around a bit, and um, like we touched on before, we we filmed. Um, I think he'll get predominantly most of the ruck time. Like it'd be like seventy five percent, I reckon seventy percent. Um, and obviously Sauce would come in and pinch hit, which he which he has shown in the in the in the you know most of the season. Yeah, absolutely. I think Pitto will get yeah, definitely a good ninety odd percent of the uh, ruck battles just because purely like his role is a bit I want to say easier, but compared to TDK, who's doing all this running around the ground, I'm sure you know, Pitto does just as much probably. But um, yeah, I feel like he's as we've mentioned before just that old style sort of a ruckman where he should he should be able to get to a lot more ruck contest, but um. Yeah, I didn't mind it too much. I think TDK has obviously had, you know, been beat up to say the least for a you know long period of time now. So anyway, however many weeks it was. Does that also mean then um Pitto out last week was purely because he was sick? Like we originally thought like this bloke came back, we didn't probably think he played as well as we were hoping. He we thought he's dropped pretty much, and then we heard Rossi say that he was sick and you know, we believe that, we trust him and um yeah, I think to me it still it does probably further prove that yeah he was sick and he was out managed and if he wasn't out TDK probably wouldn't have played um, last week. Daff, is that what you said? The way you see it, or yeah, and I thought TDK was bullied by McInerney, so I think Pito can take probably every ruck in the comp, in my opinion, just due to his size and especially in that first five weeks he was actually beating most of his opponents um, up to round five. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to Big Pit um, getting into getting into Gorney. Absolutely. Um, Pato, same to you, mate? Yeah, absolutely spot on. Um, nothing more to add. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, what are our opinions on the days? So obviously, I mean, look, we know that they're rating premiers um, convincingly against the Bulldogs as well. They're, are you more confident in their ability at this part of the year than what you were, you know, when they were playing sort of, I guess, at Geelong later in the year? Last year they were playing and had a that pretty good comeback from memory with Gorn kicking the goal. Was it after the sign or definitely late? Um what are your opinions on them and are they the team they were this time last year, Ethan? Yeah, so obviously, you know, my old man going for the Ds, they kind of my – well, they are my second team. Um, simple as that, obviously. I don't – I dislike them a lot when we verse them, but um, any other week of the season, I um, enjoy watching them and obviously kind of not support them, but, you know, just have a soft spot for them. But um, like you said, back into last year, they were superb. And that, that game, obviously, round 23, pretty much won on the flag because it got them on top. They would have had the verse Port in a qualifying final if he didn't kick that goal. So um, it's a it's a small margin footy, and and why can't Carlton be that small margin at this point of the uh, point of the year? You know, so um, but for me, I think the D's are just not as good as they were last year. They were very very good. Um, obviously, at the back end of last year, just due to their threat up forward. Um, I think Fritch is still in great form. Um, he's, he's top 10 in the common right now. Uh, ben Brown does his thing here and there. He's been a bit off, but um, I just don't want, to, don't want to pull a larky moment and he'll kick eight on weeders or something like that. But um, I think the D's, I think the D's can still win the flag, definitely. I think they've got enough firepower. They've almost got too much firepower um, right now. And obviously their mids are just um, a class above most, most midfields. And obviously... We, at the start of the year, we were talking about our midfield being up there. I think when they're fit, definitely um, can definitely, definitely match up with them. So, um, yeah, good side, but not as good as last year. Beautiful. Pato? Yeah, fantastic side, aren't they? Um, I know that last year they 100% showed why they were 
by far the best team in the comp, um, especially in that final series, like absolutely yeah. smashing Geelong. And yes, Western Bulldogs were around them in the grand final, but they just show them how it's done in that second half of the third quarter and fourth quarter. Like that's that's when premiership teams play their best and that's the best, that's the best passion footy, probably the best maybe 30, 40 minutes we've seen arguably ever in the AFL. Like that was unbelievable. Um, and I completely agree about Fridge Staff. Um, I think that's absolutely spot on. I think... He's I, he's still underrated to me. Um, I don't think he do, like. Yes, he gets talked about about being selfish and stuff. And I'm like, well, I mean, like you don't know because the coaches might actually be saying when you get the ball in your inside fifty, have a ping. So I mean, a lot of people say, yeah, no, nah, if he misses, selfish, selfish, selfish. I I disagree. Um, of course, he does miss some, and yes, there's been parts when he should have probably arguably passed it off. But, I mean, he's a gun player. Um, and I think that when he moved from the back line into the forward line, that's been a great move from Melbourne. But, um, yeah, I think the big one to me that I'm most worried about is Max Gorn. Um, I hate to say it, but I think he's going to ha- have a big one. Um, and I'm just hoping that maybe Pintonet can maybe stop his impact as much as he can um, and just hope that Luke Jackson doesn't really dominate. He's yeah, play. Quickly on Frick as well. He's um, kicked 45 goals. So he's actually kicked more goals than Harry Mackay this year. Obviously, probably played more. More. Uh, Harry's Harry, actually, oh, geez, it's uh, Harry's averaging 2.4 and Fritch is averaging 2.3. So um, very similar, different forwards, but Fritch is a very different forward. I'd love him at Carlton. He'd be the yeah. third forward with Harry and Charlie. Jesus Christ, that'd be very good. But um, like Pato said, just quickly, with Gorn, I think we just got to just minimise his impact when he's forward of the ball. We don't want him kicking goals because I think he's very dangerous when he's up forward and Jackson as well. Absolutely. I was going to ask uh, who we most worried about, but is it safe to say um, it's Gorn? Yeah. Both of you? Yeah. Um, do you think he comes in because he came back from that injury, didn't he, or whatever it was recently? And he, I think he took a little while, not a little while, but like a few games to, to get into it. But I do think he's sort of, you know, he's back to that um, that gone best now, or certainly a lot closer to it. Um, we'll get stuck into, I guess, the injury news as well, just sort of what we've heard from the club. Uh, kind of just returning to skill, like, like skills training. So I still think he's decently a few weeks away. Um, so you'd assume he, depends how, how well we go, you'd assume he doesn't play this year. Um, Hewitt, hopefully finals if we make it. Um, otherwise, again, may not see him until next year. Uh, Honey should be next week, as well as Bam Bam and then Boyd finals if we make it, is what I'm hearing. Um, but yeah, we'll get into the key matchups with Ethan. Yep. Yeah, so I'm just looking at the you know 22 side that's listed here on the AFL, and I'll just pick apart different um, key matchups because me personally, I think it's it's exciting because there's some great matchups around the ground. And um, first of all, I'll look up forward for us, and obviously they have two key pillars down there, and in, in Jake Lever and Stephen May. And uh, might I add though, Harrison Petty, he's an absolute superstar. I think he's underrated. Um, very, very good defender. I'd love him at Carlton. He'd be perfect. Um, next to where he's been underrated. I watch most days games and he's probably he's probably their best in terms of, you know, obviously May's great one-on-one, but I just think he's that kind of just natural defender, stays down, does his thing, beats his opponents most weeks, and obviously he's a premiership player. So, but obviously um, Stephen May and Lieber are the kind of in the spotlight um, against Harry and Charlie. How do you reckon um, Charlie and Harry go, Pato? Because... Jesus Christ, they both need a big one, especially Harry Mackay. Yeah, 
Oh, I'm very, very nervous because I think there's no bigger test um, in AFL right now and coming up against Main Lever and also the add-in Petty. Like, yeah. terrific, terrific, um, terrific backline. So, um, yeah, I think I think it's kind of – like, I don't know why, but I'm just – I mean, there's been some speculation on Harry McKay the past few months saying, like, yeah, no, he's not up to it. He's a little bit overrated. He comes out and kicks maybe four or five. I mean, it, prove, it, prove, it proves himself. So, um, I don't know. I'm, I mean, obviously, I'm nervous. Very nervous. Um, but, yeah, I think May will probably go straight to Harry. Um, Petty will probably start on Kerner when um, yeah. Lee will, will probably just be that intercept back. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sammy, well, what are your thoughts on, on Harry and Charlie? How do you reckon they'll go? Yeah, um, I've got a question I'll put forward to you guys in just a minute as well, just on Harry. But, yeah. Um, yeah, Charlie's had a great year. Obviously, looks like he's going to win the Coleman, which is great. But um, as a from a broader team perspective, I, yeah, Charlie's been playing well. Harry, I think he's just, I don't know, the delivery hasn't been great, but then Charlie's still kicking goals. So we can't always just put it down to that. I think Harry's looked a bit, I don't know, like he's sort of getting his hands there, but he's not flopping for free kicks. And I don't want to say that, that sounds horrible, but um, he's, he's not clunking their big marks like he was. I think as soon as he came back from that injury, he was sort of crashing packs at a million miles an hour, taking big marks. But not that sort of retracted a bit and against the D's sort of um, back line's going to be tricky. Um, but um, yeah, I think they can go all right. I think Charlie would yeah, probably be the shining light out of the two, but I think Harry needs to so definitely step up in my opinion. Yep. Well said, Sammy. Um, obviously up forward will be tough. And for me personally, you look at that, you know, back six for Melbourne and obviously they have a few guys rotating into the middle with, with Jordan and Sparrow and um, Trent Rivers, who I think is good when he's when he's on. Um, I think it's a big big game for Silvani, Fisher, Owies, um, obviously uh, Durden back inside. So probably need some more goals out of them, to be honest with you, also, um, which will help help us get over the line. But now we'll move into the midfield. We'll start off with the two big boys um, in Max Gorn and Mark Pittenet. Um, I think Pitto has been pretty good against Gorn, to be honest with you especially in the preseason um, in the last few years, he's always had, you know, just a bit of body on him and um, Gorn's probably found it hard to kind of, you know, not, not bully him, but, you know, just have that control over him. How do you reckon Pito will go against um, probably the best ruckman in the comp, Pato? I do have to be honest. I wouldn't mind him probably playing maybe last week just so he could maybe get another practice game, well, not a practice game, but just another game under his belt, because if we brought him back in, yes, he was sick last week, um, if he was sick, but um, if he was available last week, I really wanted him to play, because to put him back into the side, without TDK, without TDK there, uh, to come up against, in my opinion, the best ruckman in the comp, um, very, very tough task, but I think he's up to it. I, I think, uh, like, yeah. of course, there's there's some stuff that I'm a little bit worried about just because he he has he doesn't have that match experience AFL experience, but um, I'm quite excited for it because I think it I think I don't know why, but Pitnet kind of thrives under about eighty five thousand the G Saturday night. Um, I don't know what it is, but um, I I wouldn't mind Pitnet maybe uh, getting down forward and kicking ten. Yeah, well I know I agree. I've got I've got a bit of well not ten. I'm not, I don't agree with that part, but. Uh, <laughs> For your previous, what you previously said about, you know, him thriving under pressure in a big, big, big moment. Um, I feel round one was perfect. He absolutely gave uh, Toby Nankervis a bath in front of 80,000 and obviously a big pressure game for a football club and got over the line. Why can't he do it this week against the uh, Gornmeister? But um, 
Sammy, how do you reckon the big Brad Pitt net will go, mate? Um, just just on that, uh, Pato, uh, you said 85,000 people were – this is a Melbourne game this week, not the uh, Collingwood game, especially after your comments of uh, Melbourne having, what, 2,000 supporters or whatever. So I don't think we're getting 83,000 there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know, just um, – yeah, I would have liked Pitot to have played last week. Obviously, it would have been a lot better. Because, like, you look at his VFL game. Yes, he had six million hitouts. He didn't really play against a recognised ruck um, for the in the GWS game, I think it was. So, they just literally had no ruck, uh, essentially. So, yeah, it'd be good to see how it goes. Uh, Gorn is obviously a you know, premiership champion. But, um, yeah, see how it goes. But, I don't know. I think you can definitely rough him up. He's a big boy. Um, but, yeah, I think Gorn's probably got him for most other aspects, I would have thought. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I'm going to change it up here. I'm going to move. Oh, I'll move away from the mid, like the middle, and I'm going to push out to the wings because I rate this winger from the Melbourne Football Club, Ed Langdon. Obviously, um, he talked a bit of talk last week before the Collingwood game. We love that against those bastards. But um, Lockie O'Brien against the, uh, Ed Langdon. Um, it's interesting because I think um, Langdon and O'Brien can be very similar. Obviously, I think. O'Brien's probably better by foot. Langdon's more that, you know, up and down, up and down, really, really good, just work rate, obviously. I don't think he goes off in games and stuff like that. So, um, Pato, how do you reckon your boy LOB will go against uh, probably probably arguably one of the best wingers in the league? Yeah, I think running-wise, I think Langdon def... Oh, I don't know. I feel like, I mean, Lang- yeah. yeah. Like, like, I think, I mean, definitely Langdon hasn't covered... But it's not like he's so far ahead. Like, O'Brien runs well. Like, he runs really well. So, you know, I think skill-wise, he's better, O'Brien. So, I think he's a little yeah. bit better skill-wise, um, especially ball used by foot. Um, I think he – I mean, I just rate his kicking so much. So, I, like, I'm really glad that he's actually been able to play a lot of games this season um, in that wing position. But, yeah, um, as you said, um, I think – I mean, I am a little bit nervous because Lennon is just a he, he's a guy that doesn't stop running. Like I went to the game last week, Melbourne Collingwood ripper of a game. Yeah. Like that crowd was sensational. But I was watching him running, and I'm like, because yeah. like in like the final quarter when he was kind of both teams were scoring a lot, he did not stop running. And I'm like, fuck me, man! Like this guy's an absolute machine. So. Um, yeah, I rate Langdon very highly. Um, if, I, if if all Australian actually go off wingers and not just midfielders who aren't good enough to be in the middle and they just put him on the wing, if they actually choose wingers, Langdon is 100% in the All-Australian team. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I don't know. I just feel like O'Brien, it's another test for him, but I just really want him to um, try and do well. Yeah, it'll be interesting. And it's also interesting of who the other winger will be for Melbourne. Um, because they've kind of switched and Matt, you know, they've had Brayshaw and Salem, who I think both are fantastic footballers for yeah. them and obviously help them at, at going forward of the ball. But, um, also a James Jordan, also a James yeah, Jordan as well. Yeah, they all, they all chip in there, they, they all chip in there and they kind of switch off half back as well. Um, which I think, um, Carlton can do when we are fit. Um, obviously having Boyds and stuff who could definitely go up on a wing. Um, but Sammy, how do you reckon LOB will go against um, Langdon? Yeah, um, Langdon, yeah, definitely got a uh, good tank on him. I just, with, uh, it was good to see Lockie last week as bad as it sounds, you know, a bit of blood, uh, a bit of a, you know, going pretty hard after the Crips incident as well. So it was good to see, you know, a bit of a uh, bit of cunt about him, but um, which is good to see. And 
Yeah, it'd be an interesting matchup. Um, I think Lockie's a very... I think he's had a great year, personally. I think this game here is one of them games when you're going up against, you know, great side in Melbourne. Of course, you know, your, your great players are going to stand up and play well. It's where yeah, you need all yeah. these sort of second-tier, third-tier sort of players to step up. I think that's what Melbourne do really well. And I think Richmond, did, I sort of mentioned them a few times, like they did it really well when they during their premiership era just for having these sort of second and third year, second and third tier players just step up like a Castagno or whoever and um, and actually thrive. And I think Lockie O'Brien will be that sort of a player. I think we have a lot of them sort of players where they're going to not be superstars, but I just think that they can do their job. And um, yeah, I think it'd be an interesting matchup. Yeah, I think oh, I 100% agree. And I think, you know, I think the reason why we've, you know, had pretty uh, successful year, really the first half and most of the year, we've been much better than last year due to us having those types of players, O'Brien's, you know, all these guys, Oe's, you know, different players just raising their game 5 10% better. Because, you know, Cripps and Walsh are going to come out and be guns, but those guys have to just get a little bit better. And if they get a little bit better, the whole team gets better. Um, so I agree with uh, both your points. Um, we'll move down back. Yes, Sammy? I do think as well, though, it is with them sort of players, it's actually knowing how to utilise them. Like, because yep. they, they already had their strengths and we've got to know what they are and how they can fit into that structure, which mm-hmm. I think sort of, um, we'll get into the structure and our, um, how we've actually been shaping up uh, a bit later on as well. And I want to get your opinion on if that's changed, but um, yeah, we'll go to that, do that a bit later on. Yeah, agree. Um, we'll go down back for us. It's interesting because Melbourne have kind of same, similar to their back half, they kind of mix and match and they, you know, obviously they've listed Brayshaw half forward when he's um, played half back and wing and middle. And they've just got so many utilities that are very good at all positions and can impact both behind and and in front of the ball. Um, For me, I'm just going to look at just the two keys. Obviously Ben Brown on his day can be fantastic. If he's off, he can be fucking real off, real off. Um, and his opponent, most likely, it was, it's probably going to be Weedering, really. It's probably going to be Weedering, who I think has been a bit hit and miss the last few weeks. I thought if you look at his stat line against the Lions, it was okay. But as a back six, I thought we were probably our worst game against the Lions, conceding over 100 for the first time this year. How do you reckon a Weedering can match up against uh, Ben Brown, Pato? I think he's going to absolutely dominate. Um, yes, this might be a lucky moment, but seriously, I don't I, I don't <laughs> think Ben Brown's been that great this year. Um, I think Fritch has been very, very solid. I'm 100% more worried um, about Fritch over than Ben Brown. Like, yes, he's 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 had his time at a pretty average club in North Melbourne, um, and he's been solid at Melbourne, but he hasn't really. He hasn't really dominated the forward line. Um, so, yeah, I mean, of course, he's, he's, a, he's a solid player. I mean... He's an AFL player playing in, I mean, he's a key forward at the Premiers. Um, like, so obviously he's been a solid player, um, but I'm a little bit worried more about Fridge. I think maybe a Lewis Young will go to Fridge, but I don't know, because you have Marchie there as well. Yeah, it could be a Marchie, could be a Gov, could be a Doc, really. It could yeah. be any of those because Fridge is that kind of, he's not tall, he's not short, but he's kind of yeah. mid-range. It could jump. be Gov. Could be March yeah. Bank. I think it's, it probably is a March Bank just to be one on one. Yeah, Love so can fly the ball, but who's yeah. younger? It's yeah, like, that's a thing. Because I, I, I reckon Young will go to like a Luke Jackson and gone yes. when they go forward. But um, I think with I think with McGovern, I don't really want him to have a lockdown opponent. I want him to be that intercept yeah. defender. So I think March Bank is a perfect player to um get 
to kind of go to Fritch. But um, other than that, um, of course, you talk about Pickett, um, which I'm quite worried about. But um, other than that, I'm quite confident in the back line, which would be good. Yeah. Yeah, because I think that's their one kind of weakness, Melbourne. Um, they haven't really been consistently hitting the scoreboard. But um, we'll move on to you, Sammy. Um, obviously, moving on to the you know the key matchup in, in Weedering and Brown. How do you reckon Weedering will go this weekend? Yeah, I think it's um, definitely not his hardest test uh, because I don't Ben Brown really. Um, my opinion is, you know, he's not the if he's your best sort of you know mark up forward. Then you know, I think that is definitely the area they lack. You watch a lot more about a lot more of Melbourne than I do, but um, yeah, I do like Cosy Pickett, um, Fritch as well, I like him, but uh, Benny Brown. I don't know. He has, like there wasn't there a few weeks there where he just couldn't couldn't kick a fucking goal. Like yeah, he didn't yeah. Start very well though. It's like first two games he kicked like five goals combined. But yeah, like I like I said, if he's going, he's fucking going. Like he's obviously in the final series. I thought he was superb um, last year. I think he kicked if a few a bag of goals in the grand final, kicked four or yeah. three or four, and he's just that type of player. And obviously Fritch is that X factor up forward for them. But um, yeah, yeah. We, just can't, we can't let him off the leash. Yeah, being an uh, an ex-Kenorky boy, ex-Tassie boy, I um, you know, myself, obviously, I do like him, but um, yeah, I'm definitely more worried about probably Cozzy and uh, Bailey Fritch as well. Do you see when they sort of do go, if they do push up the ground, you're saying talk about like these players that could potentially play on them. Do you see it being one where potential different players could go to them, or how do you sort of see it unfolding? Yeah, it's interesting because their forward line is so mix and match. Like their mids go forward, obviously. Tracker's going to be going forward um, at, at some stage of the game. That's why they're so good because they've got so many different options and can swing. If someone's playing like shit, they can get off the ground and they can rotate and they can play back and they can play forward, they can play midfield. Um, it's really frustrating for an opponent because it as if you like before a game when you're watching opponent's vision. How fucking annoying would it be seeing, you know, Brayshaw, oh, let's watch his stuff off half back. And then he goes and plays half forward. forward. <laughs> like, like, what the hell? Um, but now they've got so many good role players. Uh, Neil Bullen doesn't get talked about enough for mine. Um, he's very similar to a to always in a motlop for us. Just does a lot of one percenters, obviously does it at a higher level currently. But um, Charlie Spargo as well. He might have his seven touches, might kick two goals, but he'll have 158 pressure acts. So yeah. we've just got to watch out for that. So um, it'll be tough, but um, we'll move back on to you, Sammy. Yeah, well said, mate. I'm just talking about uh, them sort of players that can play the different different sort of a role. Um, then you've got players that do it so well, like you mentioned, and then you've got um, North doing it with uh, Benny McKay trying to play him <laughs> um, in the forward line, thinking he's hit Harry, but uh, doesn't sort of seem to work too well for them. But um, just on Harry, what is your opinion on him? I sort of touched on it briefly, and I would like to get your guys' opinion. Obviously, as we said, the inside 50 um, number as a whole hasn't been great, and the, the actual efficiency of it hasn't been great either but as we said charlie's still been getting his goals and i know they're slightly different players but um i don't know it just seems like he's not clunking them big marks these what do you reckon yeah i love bh oh, i will always love this man i just i just i just love the way he plays his footy and um you know us guys as carl supporters have been starved of a key forward and now we've got two superstars up forward um we just can't take it for granted um i think he's copped you know I, I, me personally, I love him and I just think he's struggled the last month. Um, I thought he came back against Essendon very well and he kicked four goals and Richmond game kicked four goals. So you look at our lap, you go, Jesus Christ, his second half of the year hasn't been too bad against those sides. But um, just like you said before, I think it's his just lack of, I don't know, just attack of the footy and 
Um, you know, he just goes down a bit easy sometimes. But I don't know, maybe he could be carrying an injury still and he might just have to be playing. I don't know. There's been a bit of talk about that. and um, But it's a big opportunity this Saturday night. They could shove that up. Every journalist's ass. And he kicks and he kicks every single goal as a snap. Um, but now I really, I really back him in against the main lever because he's high. He's the, one of the most hardest guys to defend because of his height and his pace. Um, it's just as simple as that. He's just so different to Charlie as well. And Charlie, Charlie's just Charlie. But um, yeah. Harry, huge game, kick a bag and shut everyone up. That's what annoys me the most, though. Just the fact that he is that he is that big body, he's, he can run well through his frame, then he's getting there. If he gets there, he's marking the ball nine yeah. times out of ten. But it just seems like he's still taking sort of half of the marks a game, but it just seems like he's, he's doing all of that and the marks just not being held. I don't know. Pato, what do you reckon? Yeah, well, I think he is a little bit injured. Um, I think he's got saying just on the lower sort of Area, maybe like a calf or a hamstring. I'm not too sure, but obviously he's. I mean, he's not forced to play, but obviously he's going through a test every week to get through the, to get into the team. But um, I think with Mackay, um, I mean, I rate him so highly. Um, but I think it's just his lack of urgency actually going for the footy. Um, because I know that us like I know that we spoke about it a few weeks ago, um, when we were probably up and about. But um, but we speak about how quick he is as a key forward. Um, and he's very, he's a very, very quick player um, for his height. And as you said, Daph, I just think that with Charlie being how good he is with his attributes <laughs> and adding Harry Mackay in there, they're so different, but that's why they gel so well together. Um, yeah. And then I'll, I've like, I was actually speaking to a mate before, um, last week, I think. And then he, so he's actually a Collingwood supporter. And then he's actually said that you've got two of the, probably arguably the best key forwards in the comp play the same team where they've got like a guy like Majek who probably yeah. wouldn't even make it in our side. So we've got ready, like we've got pretty much once in a maybe decade sort of key forward. Um, mm. And we've got two of them. So um, yeah, I think, oh, I just, I just see the fairy tale sort of um, finish would just be just Harry McKay just maybe kicking six and then just getting ourselves into finals. Um, that, that'd be so great to see um, coming, coming up against, probably the best defender in the AFL right now, Stephen May. Um, I can't wait. I can't wait for Saturday night, even though coming off two losses. And and quickly, like Sammy said, just get into them better because that Adelaide game, I could not be more frustrated at a football game in my life. Because when, you, when you're sitting there, when we're going to the away end, so going away from us down that end, you could literally see, I think it was about probably half back or, you know, that kind of wing range where you've got to be, you, you can get in. Um, and we're just choosing to just go one extra wide, or um, it's just the ball. Get in, Daffy boy. Get it in. If they're in a one v one. Kick it to them. Kick for fuck's sake. Hold on. If they lose the. Obviously, May and Lee are going to win some. Get it in. Get it. No in. more long shit. Cut angles. Lead on a forty-five. Seriously, why not? Leads me to my next question. Do you think our structure of the first sort of, you know, eight to 10 games or we eight and two. So we'll say first 10 games, or at least pre-buy has changed or it's not been followed as much post-buy. Cause I was doing a bit of reading. I can't remember exactly what it said, but a lot of people are thinking that we're, we've gone away from that. Or do you think maybe teams have worked that out more or um, I don't know. How do you see it, Pato? Um, You know, I think I disagree a little. I think teams have kind of found us out, um, especially, 
after the buy. Um, I think it's kind of more like obviously our clearance work is very, very strong. It's been probably our bread and butter for the whole year. Um, and teams have probably found that found us out a little bit in that sense. Um, I think small things have changed a little in the structure. Of course I have. I feel like all teams have to adjust and adapt to different sorts of structures um, throughout the year. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just feel like we haven't really been playing as bad structure wise. It's just, I like, I know. I feel like, as I said, I just think it's just a little bit of urgency, just losing a little bit. Um, just players not working hard enough, players not going for that 1% when they really need to. Um, but, of course, on the weekend, we saw Paddy Cripps go for a 1% and he, of course, got reported. So, um, I think other than that, um, I think it's a little bit different. Um, I think teams have kind of found us out a little um, and I just think we have to adjust just a little to um, make sure hopefully we can try and get to finals. Yeah, absolutely. Um, definitely got to adjust, certainly more so, I guess, with the amount of injuries that we've had. But, um, Ethan, what do you think, mate? Yeah, well, I just think the system of footy we've been playing has just been lacking the last month and a half. Even when we got a few wins over, um, obviously, the Giants and West Coast, there was just times where we just didn't use the ball well enough. And, um, you know, they always say system holds up and it has held up most of the year, especially during in, with injuries and you know games like Frio and et cetera. Um, I just don't think we've got the confidence and dare we had with ball in hand that we had in the last, well, most of the year. Um, going forward, it's very, very slow and down the line. You might go, oh, just go down the line. It doesn't work, man. It doesn't work. It never works because uh, it was similar to um, last year and most years, especially Teague era. Um, our attacking brand of footy was horrendous. Like it was just down, no, it was just, it was just down the line, predictable. Um, early in the year, we're just doing, you know, cutting angles. You got Sard and Doherty pinpointing blokes. If you miss it, you miss it. But you just got to try it. You just got to keep going, cutting angles, run and spread. We, it hasn't been much of that, has it? You know, handball receives, handball and off to a side. He goes, launches inside 50. Um, but, yeah, we've just been lacking. And like Paddy said, we've been, not, I guess, found out. But um, we just haven't, I don't know, we've just been lacking something. Lacking an edge, I think. Yeah. Um, how good is it to see with like a player, like say an exciting player, like a Saad, streaming sort of forward or up a wing or whatever, yeah. and not, and you go, you know, you, you go, oh, fuck, watch him bomb it in here and turn it over and go back over our head. But he actually, he's looking full steam ahead and just a poise to go on the outside of the foot and just find someone like darted across the eyes, like whether it's through the center or wherever it is. Like just then when we think they're going to go full steam ahead and actually slow it down and chip it to someone else, it's, it's very exciting to see because, as you said, um, we would have just bombed that in and and um, it would have left to no avail before. But, um, yeah, definitely. We've definitely improved, obviously. I mean, that's just, that's an obvious. But, um, but yeah, all right. We'll also um, change. You're all right, mate? Yeah, mate, I'm all good. All right. Um, we'll get stuck into under the pump. Um, Paddo, who have you got under the pump this week, mate? Yeah, mine is, of course, Harry Mackay. Um, I know... I mean, I'm not too sure what you boys have, um, but I've got Harry Mackay. Um, I very I hot, rate rate this guy so highly, man. Um, I'm so excited that we've got him at the club, um, and obviously he's been through a little bit of a um, little bit of a 
wouldn't say dropping form, just I feel like he's just been outbeaten a lot of the times by solid defenders. Like he's getting the best defender arguably every week. Um, they could easily go to Charlie Kerno, but they choose to go to Harry Mackay because everyone knows that he's still very much a threat. So um, oh, I just, I just can't, I can't wait for saying it. Like seriously, if he gets that first goal, oh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be goosebumps because he's gonna get the blue baggers off on him about. Um, in front of 95,000, I'll put it up to 10,000. I'll put it up to 10,000 more. The blue baggers are going to show up. Um, no, I, I mean, I'm very excited. Um, under the palm, Harry Mackay. Beautiful, mate. So you'll be there, I assume, to watch yeah, mate, those, uh, of course. AFLW. You'll be there, 4.40, to watch, obviously, the girls. And then the boys are on um, straight after. So we'll see you there. Um, yep. Ethan, under the pump, mate. Yeah, I, I agree with Pato, with uh, Harry, but I've got someone different and... For me, it doesn't get talked about enough, and that's Sam Doherty. He's under the pump for mine. He is oh, massively, he's massively under the pump because, you know, obviously had a great first half of the year, but I think it's, you know, just supporters being a bit, you know, trying to avoid having a go on. Due to what's happened with him and his past, and we 100% love him. I have nothing against him. He's done great to get back to the footy and he's such a just a great leader and a great um you know person um in all of our lives really but um but for me i just don't think he's been good enough i just don't think he's been good enough and you know for a guy who gets a lot of the ball you get a lot of the ball every week there's no doubt about that you know he's taking kick outs he's still taking his you know marks here and there but uh, it's just you know these kick outs i was saying it during the game the other day like, it's just how many times do you didn't want to do a short kick out or not take the game on with your kick out? Just too many times he does these 45 degree angle kicks that go about 15 meters, put pressure on ourselves. The opposition set up defensively. We can't get anywhere. We shoot ourselves. One guy fucking shits the bed, switches the ball, and then a goal. How many times that happened? Yeah. Well, not just him, but as a back six as a whole, but he's just really got to step up. He's the guy taking the kick outs. Um, it's the easiest exit out of the D50, a kick out. It really is. Um, I'm not saying long bomb to fucking nothing. Just if you're going to go 45, hit the fucking thing and go. Um, and we need some, need some pace out of him, especially him and Sadi. Just hand, more handball receives because that's how we can break open uh, Melbourne. Coach Duffy. <laughs> well, that was good. Um, he does seem to play. I don't, I don't mind it. Um, I won't say anyone because I like to sit on the fence, but I don't mind uh, the Doc Cole because he does get a lot of the ball because he plays that spare sort of almost role um, and gets a lot of space. But if you actually – and if you look at the, if you look at them top sort of two or three main stats of disposals, you know, obviously kicks, which is correlated, and a few other ones, it's always it's always good. But if you actually look at the, you know, in more in-depth of the effectiveness and sometimes even the metres gained hasn't been as good, like a few different things there, I do agree. Um, yeah, I'd have him under the pump as well. But um, we'll get into match predictions now. Paddo, how much are the Blues winning by, mate? <laughs> Uh, I've got the blue baggers by 94 points. Harry McClyde. Oh, no, 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 no. Let's just keep it down here. Um, no, so I initially had um, Zach Fisher um, first goal, but I've got to change it, change it late. Um, I feel like it's kind of like a late tip at about 7.48 um, on Friday night. Just changing the tip at the last minute. You see the guys running out and be like, all right, I've got to change my tip. I've got Harry McClyde first goal. Imagine that. 
Imagine the Blue Bays get up and about when Harry Mackay kicks a first, takes a specky on Stephen May. Um, <laughs> I reckon I reckon it will be Pitnett tapped down to Chera over to Walshy. Walshy kicks it in, Mackay, bang goal. Um, now, speaking of Chera, I reckon I've gone also Chera best on ground. Um, I know that he's been a little bit under the pump. He arguably should be one of the players that should be under the pump. Um, and I've gone Adam Chera. Well, I love this guy, man. I, I reckon he's probably my favourite player. Um at Carlton, and um, I'm, I'm just such a fan of him. Um, and I think just oh, I can't I, I can't wait to see him playing against the the past premiers like MCG in front of a hundred thousand. It's gone up another five K boys. It's, it's gone up to a hundred thousand at the G. But um, I can't wait to see Chera um absolutely um dominate um hopefully. And I've gone the Blue Vegas by nine points. Come on, the Vegas. Let's lock us in. He's pumped up for a team that's lost two in a row. Pato, I love to see the passion, mate. Um, well, I've got, I'm going to seem like a bit of a dickhead um, in 24 hours when this actually goes, or however long when this gets out. So I'm going to put Cripper for first goal. Um, and best on ground is Pitto. Um, just, he's probably just going to clean up. He's going to just, anyone that gets in his way, he's going to clean them up. Whether um, it's Gorn, Jackson, whoever it is, they're going down. Blues by eight points. And um, yeah, it's going to be an absolute blockbuster. With I think it was a hundred thousand we settled on at the G. Um, Ethan, yep. So I've actually got an attendance tip for Carlton Melbourne. Um, I've kind of followed Pato, and I've gone one hundred and ten thousand to the MCG. <laughs> <laughs> how many? How many does it hold? One hundred fourteen or something? It's I don't know. It's it's so like, so kind of... Nah, it'll be one hundred five or something. Under wow. that. Uh, but I've got sauce. Um, first goal, Sosa just just snaps one and just, he lets fucking Petty know. He lets Petty know. Yeah, here you go, mate. Um, and best on ground. I'm such a Carlton supporter. I've got Paddy Cripps, uh, even though he's still suspended. Um, hopefully, uh, I'll, I'll have a backup best on ground. That's Adam Chera. I think you'll have a big one. Um, but tip Carlton by a point. Um, and, and the, and the 115,000 MCG roar has won. 115,000, <laughs> shit. They're going to be lining out the front, though. They're going to be lining out the front. Why don't you try to get in? Go <laughs> <laughs> um, said, mate, my first goal, uh, if it's Cripper, if he doesn't get in there, then I will go dirt. Um, all right, boys. Uh, VFL preview, of course. Um, playing Casey Fields on Sunday. Casey Fields playing against the ground. We're playing at Casey Fields against Casey uh, Sunday, twelve PM. Boys, you'll be there, uh, of course. And of course, the next week um, it's going to be amazing. You will have to watch the VFL. You boys are going to watch your first VFL game of the fucking year because it's going to be the curtain raiser to the seniors. What do you mean we've been to every single game? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> um, well, you're, you're going to see your 20th or whatever um, because it's going to be the curtain raiser to the seniors game, I believe. Um, yeah, that's pretty good. Back check that, but uh, Ethan would know he's all over everything. Um, yeah, 11.45 a.m., so quite early um, on Sunday. But, um, yeah, prior to the Collingwood game, that'll be good to see us beat the scum um, twice in a couple of hours. Can't wait. Right, yeah. It's going to be great. All right, the sad part, we're wrapping this up at uh, 20 past 10 at night and we've literally... The latest latest update on the Cripper thing is uh, Carlton FC tweeted admins FPL, which assumes Fantasy Premier League is it? Is it? I don't know. Team is looking set to be honest. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, going well. Um, unless that's some sort of court, jar- court jargon that I don't uh, actually understand, but um, no, definitely, uh, definitely not court jargon. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> it's going for a long bloody time. And I've, I've watched Blue Abroad and uh, Thing, except for now that we're filming, both nights um, in its entirety. So it's uh, been extensive, but uh, hopefully but yeah, by the time this goes out, we should have a result, hopefully. Um, but hello, mate. We might as well wrap it up with it now, uh, as always. And as always, boys, up the baggers. Thank <laughs> you.